0: Scott Eccles. I am. We've been trying to catch up with you all morning. Oh? Picked up the sent telegram and came here. But what do you want with me? The staple of the events leading to the death last night of Mr. Aloysius Garcia, Wisteria Lodge, near Esher. Did you say he was dead? The exact murder. And once again, violent crime had invaded our quiet heart at 221B Baker Street. My name is Watson, Dr. Watson, and I was privileged to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. I will tell you what happened in the case of Wisteria Lodge. Holmes had an eye for detail, even a single word in a telegram, and often events proved him right, as you will soon see. I suppose, Watson, we must look upon you as a man of letters. Oh, thank you, Holmes. <laughs> Then how would you define the word grotesque? Uh, Strange, remarkable. Well, surely there's more to it than that. Some underlying suggestion of the tragic and the terrible, for instance? Perhaps. Why? The very word grotesque puts me on the alert. Listen to this telegram. Have just had most incredible and grotesque experience. May I consult you? Scott Eccles, Post Office, Charing Cross. Man or woman? Man, of course. No woman would ever send her a pipe-aid telegram. She would have come. (laughs) Are you going to see him, Holmes? My dear Watson, you know how bored I've been since we locked up Colonel Carruthers. I do indeed. Ah, but perhaps there is hope for us yet. I hear our client step upon the stair. (coughs) Come in. Mr. Scott Eccles, I presume. The same, sir. Huh. May I present my friend and colleague, Doctor Watson? How do you do, sir? Take this chair, sir. No, thank you, Doctor Watson. Now, sir, Mister Holmes, I have had a most singular and unpleasant experience. Outrageous! Never in my life have I been placed in such a situation. I must insist upon some explanation. Oh, from me? No, no. You must obtain it for me. Private detectives are a class with whom I have absolutely no sympathy, but having heard your name. Oh, confound it. I have no other engagement. Watson, do you mind? If you it please. I have. Ah, indeed. Doctor. Good afternoon, Mr. Holmes. Good afternoon, Grayson. This is Inspector Bain. Sorry, Constabulary. Really. Very pleased to meet you, Mr. Holmes. I am pleased to meet you, Inspector. But I must point out Is that you... this gentleman Mr. John Scott Eccles? I am. We've been trying to catch up with you all morning. Oh? No. No, 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 no. Picked up the sent your telegram and came here. But what do you want with me? The statement of the events leading to the death last night of Mr. Aloysius Garcia, Wisteria Lodge, near Esher. Did you say he was dead? The exact murder. What? A letter was found in his pocket, which we know you had planned to spend last night in his house. Oh, so I did. Oh, you did, did you? Now, wait a bit, Gregson. All you desire is a plain statement, is it not? Yes. But I must warn Mr. Scott Eccles that it may be used in evidence. Yes, yes. Mr. Eccles was going to tell us about it when you entered the room. I suggest that you and Inspector Baines take those two chairs, and we will listen together. Thank you. Uh, Watson, mm-hmm. a brandy and soda for Mr. Scott Eccles. I am a bachelor, but I am of a sociable turn, and I have a large number of friends. At the house of one of them recently, I met a young Spaniard named Garcia, very cultivated and pleasant, and we struck up a friendship. Well, he invited me to spend a day or two at his house. That was steer a lot between you and Oxford. Go on, I would not particularly keen to do so, but he pressed me very hard, and at length I accepted. And I went there yesterday evening. I found it a fair-sized place, though rather tumbled down. My host had two servants, swore the young chap who took my bag, and a cook, who I never saw him. Uh, the cook was supposed to be a marvel, but the dinner was poor and badly served. How dreadful, My I hoped, seemed moody and nervous throughout it, I... I can tell you, I wished I could have thought of some excuse for going straight back home. Am I going too quickly, Inspector? Oh, no, no. Carry on. When we had just finished eating, the servant handed Garcia a note, and that seemed to make him even worse. He made no pretence at conversation, just sat there smoking nervously. At eleven o'clock, I was glad to go to bed. Some time later, Garcia looked in at my door. The room was dark at the time, and asked me if I'd run I said that I'd not he apologised for having disturbed me so late what time would that be? one o'clock he told me but now I come to the amazing part the grotesque part we're all eager to hear sir when I woke this morning it was broad daylight nearly nine o'clock by my watch I sprang up and rang for the servant there was no response I rang again and again Nothing happened, so I threw on my clothes and ran downstairs. But, gentlemen, go where I would in that house. There was not another soul to be found. Extraordinary. A unique experience, so far as I know. What did you do then? Well, I hurried up to town. I went to the friend at whose home I had met Garcia. But he proved to know him only slightly and couldn't help me. So I telegraphed you, Mr. Holmes, and came here as soon as I had your reply. And that is all you can tell us. Everything. I'm bound to say that it agrees very closely with the facts in our position. Now, that note you say arrived at dinner. Did you see what became of it? Yes. Uh, Garcia screwed it up and threw it into the fire. True again. Hey, Mr. Bent? Uh, quite true, but he threw it a bit too hard. I picked it out, unburned from the back of the grate. That argues a very thorough search on your part, Mr. Bates. It's my way, sir, it's my way. Shall I read it? Pray do. Hmm. Our own colors, green and white, green open, white shut, main stair, first corridor, seventh, right, green bays, Godspeed, B. And it's a woman's hand, without a doubt. Mr. Holmes? I quite agree. And now, Gregson, what can you add to our friend's story? The she was found this morning on Oxford Common, nearly a mile from his home. His head had been smashed in. Had he been robbed? No. Things still on him, including your letter, Mr. Scott Eggles. Then letters to his house, and then to you. And now, if you don't mind, we'll have your statement in writing at the station. Certainly. I come at once. But I retain your services, Mr. Holmes. I suppose you've no objection to my collaborating with you, Braxton? Well, that's up to Bates. It's his case, really. i well, highly honored, Mr. Holmes. I'm sure. Thank you. Uh, was there any indication as to what time Garcia met his death? It rained about one o'clock and the ground was dry under his body, so he must have died before. Well, but that is not possible. Well, he spoke to me in my room at one. Remarkable. But by no means impossible. Sure, is so. Tell me, Mr. Bain, have you any more information to place at my disposal? Hmm. As a matter of fact, sir, yes. One or two very interesting things indeed. Really? But uh, I'd rather not discuss them here. Oh, quietly. Perhaps you'd care to come down to Mysteria Lodge and see them for yourself. I'm entirely at your service, gentlemen. Dr. Watson and I will make our way to... Let us take it link by link, Watson. Firstly... I see something odd about the relationship between Scott Eccles and this young Spaniard. Really? I see nothing in Scott Eccles that would make him likely to be congenial to a quick-witted latin. Mm -hmm. He's not particularly intelligent. He's pompous, solemn and respectable, (laughs) orthodox and conventional to the last degree. (laughs) Absolutely. Yet Garcia presses him to visit him. And I believe I know why. Mm You noticed how neither of those police inspectors questioned a word of his story, extraordinary though it was. Well, they sensed that he was telling the truth. I- I'm convinced he was. So am I. Well, then, he is very type of conventional British respectability, the very man as a witness to impress another Briton. You mean, García wanted him there to use him for, for an alibi? Exactly. Now, suppose for argument's sake that the inhabitants of Wisteria Lodge, García and his two servants, were confederates in some intended crime. The attempt is to come off, say, before one o'clock. By some juggling of the clocks, they may have got Scott Eccles to bed earlier than he thought. And just to make sure, Garcia looks into his room at, say, twelve, and makes a point of telling him it is one. Now, if Garcia could do whatever he had to do and get back by the true one o'clock, then he'd have managed to make full use of one hour... During which an irreproachable Englishman would be prepared to swear they had been in the house. But you don't know that, Holmes. True, true. So let us look for more facts. That message, for instance. Uh, How did it run now? Um, let me see. Uh, Our own colours, green and white, or something. (laughs) Sounds like racing. Green open, white sharp. Clearly a signal. Um... Main stair, first corridor, seventh right uh, green bays. And it ends Godspeed D. Holmes oh, Garcia was a Spaniard. Um, and then D for for Dolores, perhaps. They're a common name in Spain, you know. Good Watson. Very good. <laughs> but quite inadmissible. A Spaniard would write to another Spaniard in Spanish. Of course. The writer of this note is certainly clean. Mm -hmm. Showing you all over the house, there was nothing in the old chap's statement concerning the place itself. But what I want you to look at is in here, in the kitchen. What a filthy mess. I shouldn't care to eat here myself. Nor would I, Doctor. Do you have a theory, Mr. Baines? Mm-hmm. I have, Mr. Holmes, and I'll work it myself. Admirable. Uh, but remember that my results are always at your service. Oh, by the way. Yes? I'm sure you can tell me the names of the owners of any especially grand houses standing in this vicinity. Well, I'm sure I can. Then, uh, if you please. Mm. Now, let's see. There's um, Lord Herringby at the Dingle. The Dingle. Sir George Folliot. Occhop Towers. Occhop Towers, yes. Mr. James Baker Williams. Horton Old Hall. Horton Old Hall. Mr. Henderson at High Gable.
1: Uh-huh. And... Uh, the
0: Reverend Joshua Stone at mm-hmm. Never Walsing. Never Walsing. I think that's all you'd call really grand. Thank you. I think that's all I can do here. Well, I, Inspector Bain. And good luck. And now, are we going back to town, home? country will be invaluable to us. Oh, why? It's very pleasant to see the first green shoots upon the hedges and the catkins on the hazels once again. With a spud, a tin box, and an elementary book on botany, there are instructive days to be spent. Uh Back again, Holmes. What have you found today, then? Oh, nothing, really. Nothing? For a week's collecting, I must say, I don't think much of your prowess as a botanist. We cannot all be perfect, Watson. <laughs> well, I've got something to show you. Well, what is it? In this evening's paper, here. Yeah. Listen. Uh, the Oxshot Mystery, a Solution, Arrest of Supposed Assassins. Um, it will be remembered that Mr. Aloysius Garcia of Wisteria Lodge was found dead on Oxshot Common last week at the same time as the disappearance of his servant and cook. The cook, who is a a mulatto of gigantic physique and stature, has been seen briefly by a police constable, having had the audacity to revisit Wisteria Lodge. The constable gave chase but was unable to detain him. Great heavens, Holmes, did you know anything of this? Nothing. Read on. Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, Inspector Baines, considering that the man must have had some purpose in revisiting the house, withdrew the police guard on it but left an ambuscade in the shrubbery. Oh, no. Yes. uh, The man returned, walked into the trap, and was captured last night after a struggle in which Constable Downing was badly bitten. We must see Baines at once. We must catch him before it's too late. May want your help tonight. Ah, that's more like it. The case has been simple enough, but there are surprising difficulties in the way of an arrest. Baines doesn't seem to be finding it difficult. To begin with, Garcia arranged for Scott Eccles to spend that night in his house. It was Garcia, therefore, who had some criminal enterprise in hand. Not necessarily criminal, surely. Only a man with a criminal enterprise wishes to establish an alibi. So we may ask ourselves again. Who is the person most likely to have taken Garcia's life? My answer is the person against whom the criminal enterprise was directed. Yes, yes, I think you're on safe ground there, Holmes. We can see now a reason for the disappearance of Garcia's household. They were all Confederates in this unknown crime. Mm. If it came off successfully, then Garcia could return home, safe from suspicion, because Scott Eccles's evidence could show that Garcia had been in the house at the crucial time. Yes, yes, of course. But the attempt was a dangerous one. And if Garcia did not return, then his Confederates would know that his life had been sacrificed. Hmm. It had been arranged, therefore, that in that event they were to make for some hiding place from where perhaps a further attempt could be made. Yes, That might explain it. The next point is that note received by Garcia at dinner. Hmm. It indicates a Confederate at the other end. Now, where was the other end? The message mentioned the ascent of a main staircase and something about the seventh door in a corridor. Yes, that's right. It was perfectly plain to me that this indicated a very large house. Mm. It was equally certain that this house could not be more than a mile or two from Auckshot, since Garcia was walking in that direction when he was killed and had hoped, as I read it, to be back in Wisteria Lodge within the hour. Yes, I see now mm-hmm. what you mean. Mm-hmm. As the number of such houses in the vicinity must be limited, I took the opportunity of asking our friend Baines to tell us which they are and who lives in each of them. So <laughs> well, that was why you... All this week I have been engaged, in the course of my botanical researches, you understand, in reconnoitering those houses and finding out what I could about the family history of the occupants. <laughs> one house, and only one riveted my attention... It is High Gable, a fine old Jacobean grange about a mile beyond Dockshop, and less than half a mile from the scene of the tragedy. Who lives there? A Mr. Henderson, by all accounts a curious man, Watson, to whom curious adventures might befall. Why? I managed to meet him on a plausible pretext, though I believe he had some suspicions of me. <laughs> He's a man of about fifty, strong, active, tough as Whitford. He's either a foreigner or someone who's lived in the tropics for years. His friend and secretary, Lucas, is definitely a foreigner. A little wily, cat-like man. So you see, Watson, we have two sets of foreigners in this business. One at High Gable, the other at Visteria Lounge. And it could be a complete coincidence. But there's another person in the Henderson household who may be even more important to us. Henderson has two children, and their governess is an English woman... A Miss Burnett. Holmes, where on earth did you find out all this? As Baines remarks, we all have our systems. Mine enabled me to find one John Warner, late gardener of High Gable, sacked by Henderson in a moment of temper. He proved a willing talker. (laughs) Evidently. But where did all this information take us? Assuming this household to be that upon which Garcia's interest was focused, and that the letter to Garcia was written by a woman, as Baines agrees... Ah, Miss Burnett. Who else? At any rate, we may take it as an hypothesis. Yes, but I mean to say perhaps Miss Burnett and Garcia were... Miss Burnett's age and character, Watson, make it certain that any love interest in our story is out of the question. Uh, No. If she wrote the note, she was presumably Garcia's friend and confederate. In that case, she might be expected to harbor some bitterness and hatred against those who killed him. But now we come to the sinister fact that Miss Burnett has not been seen by anyone since the night of the murder. But Holmes... No, she's utterly vanished. She may have been killed too. She may be a prisoner. But there's nothing to support us in applying to a magistrate for a warrant. No. No. All I've been able to do is to watch the house and leave my friend John Warner on guard at the gates in my absence. But Holmes, she may be in danger of her life. I mean, if, if the law can do nothing, then, then then we must take the risk ourselves. Well said, my dear fellow. That's why I said I shall need your help. Her room is accessible from the top of an outhouse. We shall approach it tonight and see if we can strike at the very heart.
1: Carefully, Watson. These tiles are loose. Right. loose. Yes. There's no light inside. I think we shall be safe to enter. Where's my knife?
0: Ah, right. There we are. It's all right. It's but all right, what? Doctor. Don't break any hands. Inspector Baines. May I ask Baines what you are doing in this house? Uh, following the same trail as you, Mr. Holmes, I fancy him. You're after the Henderson? That's it. <laughs> when you were crawling about in the shrubbery all this week, I was up a tree watching you. You were stung. <laughs> but why did you arrest the mulatto? I knew that Henderson wouldn't make any more moves while he thought our eyes were on him, so I arrested the wrong man to make him believe we were off his track. Inspector, you will rise high in your profession. You have instinct and intuition. Thank you, sir. Only, uh, I'm afraid it hasn't all gone too well. Why not? Well, as I'd been waiting for them to do, Henderson and his people have skipped it. But we've lost them. All of them? All except Miss Burnett. What? They had drugged her, ready to take her with them. But your man, Warner, helped her to escape an hour or so ago, and she's coming round nicely. But where is she now? I suggest we go down to the drawing room and see if she's ready to talk.
1: Burnett was my maiden name, Mr. Holmes. I am Signora Victor Durando. My late husband was the San Pedro minister in London. San Pedro? Uh, Yes. And Henderson is really Don Murillo. Known
0: as the Tiger of San Pedro. Yes,
1: the most lewd and bloodthirsty tyrant that ever governed a country with the pretense to civilization. His name was a terror throughout Central America. Of
0: course, of course. There was an uprising against him, wasn't there?
1: Yes, but he got away with his family in that... Secretary Lucas or Lopez, to give him his real name. Ah, but I traced them. I traced them through Paris, Rome, Madrid and Barcelona. And finally to here.
0: Yeah, how do you come into this, madam? Oh,
1: oh. That villain's policy was to murder anyone who showed promise of becoming a political rival. My husband was such a one. A nobler, kinder man never lived... But that fiend had him recalled from London and shot.
0: Good gracious.
1: Since then, I and a few others have sworn to take revenge for all those who have suffered death or torture at his hands.
0: Garcia was one of your best.
1: Oh, poor Garcia. One more chivalrous soul to fall to that monster. And now they have got away. But we shall find them. Another chance will come and another. Until... Signora
0: Durando, may we hear the rest of your story?
1: Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> I was able to secure the position of governess to the family. For months I bided my time, until on a certain evening which had been prearranged, I sent my friend Garcia final instructions. Murillo was constantly on the alert against assassination and frequently changed his room. I informed Garcia in which room he could be found.
0: And the reference to our own colors, green and white?
1: The national colors of San Pedro. Ah. I was to burn a green or white light according to whether or not the coast was clear. But everything went wrong. The secretary, Lopez, had become suspicious. He caught me writing the note. Yes. He dragged me before his master, and they talked of murdering me. It was above. But then it occurred to them to let the note be delivered And to wait for poor Garcia to walk into the trap. The rest you know. I was kept prisoner in a room. Then I was drugged and half carried to the train tonight. But for that good man who dragged me back, I should now be on my way to my death in some remote place.
0: Uh, They're going to take some finding. They'll be out of the country before the night's out. I reckon they're smart enough to do it without our spotting. Wily and bold, the Tiger of San Pedro and his followers threw off all pursuit, or so it seemed. It was over six months later that we read in our newspapers of the murder of two unidentified South Americans in an hotel in Madrid. From their description, we could have no doubt that by some unknown hand, justice had come to them at last. One of the stories of Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. My real name is Norman Shelley. My friend Carlton Hobbs played Sherlock Holmes, and I was Dr. Watson. Michael Hardwick wrote the script for this BBC production from London. And of course, I look forward to having you with us again before very long to share more of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes.